Pops in the Rican. Pops and the Rican. Pops and the Rican. Pops and the Rican. Hey, what's uh, going on, everyone? It's uh, it's the it's the Pops and the Rican show. Yes, and uh, I'm I'm Pops. Yes, and I'm the Rican. And and he's Rico the Rican. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> every time. Rico. We got we got we got friends with us today. Yes, we do. Yeah, at the coolest spot too, yeah. as well. And and that's the thing. Yes. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited that we yeah. we're here. Yeah. Because uh, first of all, our our, our guests mm-hmm. they do this uh, they do these comedy shows here. They've been doing them for a while. Mm-hmm. And the great little theater. Yes. Uh, the Pixie Theater. Yes. In Edinburgh, downtown Edinburgh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful. Yes. Uh, the the. Uh, the illustrious downtown uh, Edinburgh, Indiana. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Breathtaking. And, uh, yeah, and so uh, here we are, high above in, in the in the palatial mansion, high above the uh, the beautiful streets of, of Edinburgh, right right outside. And uh, yeah, and so uh, they've invited us to come and. And I, I've actually uh, I've been here before. So who do we have and, uh, as guests? No, I'm not done talking. Guests. I'm not done talking about, <laughs> about the cool theater. I'm just not, I'm helping uh, you, bro, because it seems like you're always just no, trying to. No, I'm just telling you. Okay, I've been I'm just I'm just helping kids these days. Yeah, pops. Okay. Oh my go. word. <laughs> it's like, hey, old man, <laughs> just step it up on, a little bro. bit. Come on, so, uh, but yeah, great great theater. Yeah, but then. You, you're down if you're down in the theater, you know, downstairs. You're like, this is pretty cool. It's an old theater, but it's yeah. it's kind of a cool place. Yeah. And then, when they're not looking, you know, you go, you sneak upstairs and you see all this cool stuff up here. Right. Right. But wow. Yeah, man. This place is it's it's, it's like there's every time you turn into the corner. Right. It's a cool place. Right. And uh, and we're looking and, into like another giant room too yeah. as well. They host all kinds yeah. of cool stuff too. And it's well, just one spot. And right? and and so hey, if uh, if you're just now listening to the podcast and you missed uh, Rico, uh, otherwise known as uh, Steve, Steve yeah. Rivera, uh-huh. I don't know why he uses his pseudonym, but uh, he goes by Steve Rivera. Listen. On on the pod, I mean on the on the Facebook or okay, thing. Walter on the books of faces. All right, Walter. Uh, he does that thing, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it, so if you go looking for Rico the Rican, it's probably not going to show up on Facebook. <laughs> but uh, if you go find Steve Rivera, he he did a live thing and walked around, uh, and then uh, I actually uh, pops. Uh, well, I actually got uh, my my uh, my phone. Oh yeah, that uh, thing you I, have. I one? figured out how to do a wow. live thing. Uh, I didn't go as far as, as he did because my phone's still attached to the wall, and so see, uh, yeah. see? and we're still going, guys. Anyway, still, and our guests. Uh, so hey, today uh, <laughs> we're on the Pops and the Rican show, and uh, Rico. I don't know. I, I said something earlier, but yes. we, we have guests. Yes, Walter, we do. And uh, so uh, today, 
We we have the uh, the the founder of Happy Place Comedy. Okay. Yep. And uh, and her bodyguard. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we got a brother and sister, uh, sister and brother uh, team that. Uh, They've been producing some comedy stuff here in Edinburgh for a while, yes. and uh, I've gotten to know them uh, over the last year, year and a half, and uh, and and they actually were silly enough to ask me to come do a show here at the Pixie Theater, <laughs> and uh, and then <laughs> you'd think that they learned their lessons then, but no, they they actually agreed to have uh, have us pop in here and, and do the podcast. But yes. uh, let me introduce to you. Uh, Jan, mm-hmm. Jan Tatlock, Tat, okay. Tatlock, I'm going to say it wrong, Jan Tatlock, mm-hmm. uh, Jan, uh, she, she came up with the idea of Happy Place Comedy and uh, wanting to do stuff to, to uh, uh, help people laugh and to raise money for uh, some good causes, particularly awesome. uh, raising some money for uh, cancer, is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the American and, Cancer Society. Nice. And then she said, you know, she needed some uh, somebody that could do the grunt work, and so she said to her brother Dave, hey, uh, Grunt, uh, get over here. You're gonna get do on it. And so we also have uh, Dave Cross, yes, uh, the the illustrious uh, Dave Cross, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Dave, Dave Cross. Cross. No, <laughs> so welcome to uh, the Pops and Rican show. Yes. Okay. Well, happy to be here. Thank you for having us, uh, Pops, obviously, and Rico or Rican? Steve. Okay. Thank you. Rico. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Well, we're all Rican, so we're Americans. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yep, we're Americans. That's what's up. <laughs> Thanks for having us. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Yeah. So uh, let's let's start off with this. Jan, tell us a little bit because I know uh, Happy Place Comedy was kind of your your idea. It was your uh, thoughts that kind of started that. And and tell us a little bit about uh, what brought you to the place where you said, "Hey." I'm going to start some something crazy. I'm going to start something funny, yeah. and we're going to call it Happy Place. Well, and that could have been. I, dementia might have played a big part of it. But, <laughs> uh, but dealing with things in my past with, uh, you know, a lot of hospitals and stuff, mm-hmm. I know how important comedy is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got brave and got out on stage, and uh, people actually laughed. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. I, I loved looking out there and just seeing that for just a few minutes, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they weren't falling off their chair laughing, right. but they were smiling yeah. or chuckling and yeah. forgetting whatever the problems they had yeah. just for that moment. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's what it's all about. Now, and, uh, how long ago was, was this that you decided to start Happy Place? Uh, it's been seven years. Seven years. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm I'm going to ask the obvious question because he, uh, if, if he's your brother, you pretty much have known him way too long. Way too long, <laughs> and yet you still said, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to invite him to be part of this." Uh, how how'd you get your brother involved then? Um, I kind of pulled him out on stage to be a host. Um, he hated every minute of it. Mm. Uh, she really did. She, whenever she asked me to host the first shows, I was suffering from depression and all I did was work and mm. and sleep and she dragged me out to start these shows and it, it's turned into something where we've done a lot of good for people and we've met a lot of people like you guys you know yeah. some good friends some good comedians and I'm glad I started doing it you know. that's awesome so okay so then how how were you introduced to the whole com- stand-up comedy scene like what what 
outside I, of what you know what you just I just jumped in with both feet mm-hmm. I just got on the internet and found a place where they said hey anybody could come to the open mic have five minutes I went up to Morty's I was so far out of my league mm. <laughs> but it was and fun still are. Still... <laughs> <laughs> don't want to know that's how we do it okay so I mean do you have is there anyone in your family that you that influenced you or did you grow up listening or watching something I, that, that I grew up you? watching a lot of comedy okay. and um, like I said I spent a lot of time I, I have two adult children with disabilities um, I spent a lot of time mm. at Riley mm. and they have uh, in their library they have a lot of comedy to lend to the parents there mm. and you know I just I found out how beneficial that is That's awesome. and thought I'd give it a try nice what about you um, when I was younger I had a few uh, whose line is in anybody parties mm-hmm. I called them and and I knew nothing about comedy and most of the people that came were family and friends you know but we had a lot of fun doing several of those just playing those games that the whose line is in anyway uh-huh. guys did and you know, I, I kind of liked it there, but I, I never imagined doing actual stand-up. Right. Um, until a friend of mine that signed me up for a show that I wasn't ready for years ago, and I got I had one joke hit, and I actually got a laugh, you know, a laugh break, and yeah. nothing else hit. I completely bombed <laughs> at, a, at the East Side Community Center, and <laughs> and my friend won the whole thing with a you know champagne and limo ride and all kinds of stuff. So that kind of oh man I was gonna ask that was gonna be another a question too is like do you remember the first time you bobbed so bad or trying uh, stand up where it was just like okay my soul is leaving me right now and like how like how that you just split that was it right mine. now so yeah, yeah. yeah that was mine I, did you I, ever experience anything like that no I haven't right. if I do I don't yeah. know whether I'd be brave enough to do it again <laughs> really so you, okay I got you I well, it's just one of those things that happens. Dave, I want I want to go back to your story of, of <laughs> yeah. you you had one one bit that hit. Right. Yeah. The rest you kind of said. And that's the know, only original was, thing that I did in the, the whole set. The, the <laughs> other the other stuff bombed horrendously. You said, but was was that one laugh strong enough to carry you back to doing it again? Mm. No. Or did it take, did <laughs> like, it take you nope. a while to, to come no, back? I was, to I was done try with, again. with comedy. Okay. And, and at that time, you know, I, I knew nothing about stand-up or learning mm-hmm. how to do it or anything. Right. And they had several so professional comedians on there, okay. you know, that, which I saw as professional back then. I, I've <laughs> learned more now. But, yeah. but you know, I, and no, it was dreadful. It was, you know, I... I I didn't prepare anything because at the time I was like uh, like a manny. I took care of children, and one of them had been sick all week, so I didn't prepare at all. Mm. So I just had to say jokes off the top of my head, and I had mm. one joke that, like I said, that I, I'd written, but that was my only joke. And at the end of four minutes, they were almost forcibly waving me off. I'm telling you, <laughs> I was telling Des, I don't know which episode it was. I think it was two when I was talking about my first time I bombed. My friend asked me to go to his family reunion. Uh-huh. Uh, and performed there, and I didn't have any jokes, so I was just gonna right, go up right. there with just you know whatever, and try to play and riff, and it was the worst. It was the stupidest idea ever. 
ever. Right, I mean, right. to the point where even like everybody was there, they had like a cousin who was funnier, right? I'm like, dude, you need, they were like telling him, you need to go up there on stage, man. That is black. You need to get off the stage. Like, and oh, yeah. they started getting loud until so they get off the stage. After like two minutes, I was like, okay, my life is over. So I, I was like, I left, I left that, and I was like, I, I want to jump into traffic right now. <laughs> I do. Well, I'm glad you came back, you know. Yeah, and, yeah thank you. And, and we benefit both from both of you guys' experience. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to act like a professional myself, but you asked me about the, whether I, it wanted me to make yeah. me do it more. Yeah. No, I had given, given up the idea until she drug me out to do it. And yeah. the first couple of years, we, we were 100% charity comedians, and, you know, we put the stars on. So I want to. I want to clarify this uh-huh. because they're going to. Some people are going to hear that and they're going to say charity comedians means uh, we were being charitable, letting them tell jokes. Mm. But no, That's you it. guys were yeah. doing shows yeah. to raise money charity. for charities yeah. for the cancer yeah. American yes. Cancer right. Society right. And, right. and things yes. like that. And and so uh, those types of shows for charity. By no means, yeah. it means that you were doing charity comedy. Exactly. We're so not I, doing, I, want to make, right. I want to clarify that. charity work. Yeah. I want to clarify all the money that. to a charity. Yeah. That's wow. Uh, uh, we did forget to warn train. you about the train. <laughs> the train. Is it is that a, is that a uh, train or are there ghosts? It's a ghost train. Oh, it's a ghost train. It's a ghost train. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost train. The pixie is supposedly haunted. Well, that's... Well, we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> so it we'll, could even be a we'll ghost get, train. We'll get around to it. So the ghost train is, uh, is come and gone. And so yeah. mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll come back and get here. on that track again I didn't later. see a track. I didn't see a track anywhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to tell you is, you know what, there was a point, because we put on people and we, we opened for them. So, you know, even though we were opening for some bigger comedians, it wasn't people recruiting us and paying us. So mm. I decided, I'd kind of decided that, you know, this is not for me and I was going to get out of it. And I was at the, the point you were. And I, actually, I, I got to go on a show mm. um, in Seymour. I work and I now live in Seymour. But um, I was, I went on a show and I brought a guy who brought 80 people to the show. And then they cut me out and kept the guy who brought the people. But the day before the next show, he canceled. So I got to go on for Kevin Farley. And everything worked. It hit. It was just, it was amazing. Mm. And that's what brought that's me That's the feeling, right. Exactly. See, when I, when I had gotten off that, it definitely had a really bad time at that moment. But I knew that there was, uh, there was structure that I didn't know of. Yes. And so when I jumped on, um, when I went online and I bought almost every book that I could get and I was like okay here's the formula mm-hmm. and then the thing is and then watching then going on and watching my favorite comics I was just listening to the, the cadence and, and how they you know delivered and their mm-hmm. punchline mm-hmm. like at, at the time I didn't know but I was like okay how can I take my humor uh, that I already have my natural humor and then create you know that that uh, that place where I can start you know, hitting mm-hmm. jokes mm-hmm. and develop that where that it's like that science of, of a joke structure um, I started getting very interested in. And then when it when I finally started hitting my jokes or you know getting like five minutes in and going to open mic, mm-hmm. then it was like I started seeing that this was like, oh, wait a minute, I got, I got structure now. Now, mm-hmm. what, now that I got structure and ideas, I can play off this. Now I can take my natural ability mm-hmm. and then dive into the joke so that I can, it's almost like create a playground where I could just go out and, okay, let me, let me just do this. Now right, I know where right. I'm going. So before it was like, I don't know, where I'm at, uh, you just come out like that, and it's horrible. Yeah, but yeah. knowing that, it's kind of like feeling okay. Now yeah, I can, yeah. you know, tap into that, and that's yeah, your where your story's a lot like mine because I have I've 
bought every book I could on comedy yeah, too. Yeah. But Jan's actually taken the classes. Yeah. But you know, and usually with my work schedule I can't. But I write with Jan every Tuesday, so it, it really helps to bounce yeah. stuff off each other. And sometimes yeah. other people join us. And mm. So it's really helped me to have other people to bounce material off of. And I, I took some, still, I yeah. took some classes. Uh, plumbing one hundred and one. This guy. Uh, <laughs> How to, There's how a lot to, of comedy in that. Well, I saw the butt crack on the way in. Dude, crack it up, no! Crack it up, what I tell you. puns, not the buns, please. Uh, no. uh, so it, it brings up the question, because uh, Dave was talking about how you know he was looking for uh, resources and that. Uh, and I know you had mentioned to us before before we got into the podcast mm-hmm. uh, that you had you had taken some classes. Yeah. When you decided to take the classes, was that before you decided to go on stage at no. Morty's? Was it after you had been on Morty's no, stage? No, it should have should have been before, but it wasn't. Well, yeah. <laughs> what? it's a learning process, yeah, and, exactly. and, and right. it's a growing process. So mm-hmm. See, uh, that was great because I wouldn't have never jumped on a club at, at a club. Like that was, that was. I didn't a big know what deal. I was doing. If okay, I knew yeah, more yeah. about it, then I like, probably yeah. sure. But you at least but, jumped in. But I, thing. Yeah. And I will tell you that uh, there are there are certain clubs that people go to, and they really want their open mics to be uh, a very inviting, mm-hmm. uh, supportive place, and they're, they're there to kind of help young comics uh, that are getting their start. They want to encourage them. They want to kind of point them in the right direction, give them some advice. And Morty's uh, was one of those places, and it's a shame that uh, that uh, the the landlord of the place decided to sell out to some bread company. I won't say Panera because I don't want them suing yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know, they, they yeah. and so now uh, Morty's, Morty's isn't Morty's. there anymore. But that was a great club that was very supportive of, of young comics, and the open mic was was a very su- supportive environment. Mm. Uh, and they didn't even mind an old one. <laughs> well, well, aren't they looking for a new one, a new place? Uh, well, uh, Chris was looking for a new place, uh, <laughs> but it was kind of uh, he wasn't having a whole lot of luck landing uh, the, just the right spot. Okay. And he had opportunities to go back out to the West Coast, and so uh, I, I'm not sure. If he has any plans to come back to Indiana now, mm. or if he's just going to be out there making, because okay. you know he's well, he, he's making the, the green out there. He's sure. just you know. I saw advertisements for helium. Helium yeah. has been yeah. There, helium there, is is with with helium moving in. I think that kind of helped. Uh, it helped Chris. Chris Bowers is the guy that, we're, that I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of helped him uh, decide maybe to postpone jumping right back into the indie market to kind of see. Where the waves all settle once helium pops in, and, mm-hmm. and I see. that. So I saw Damon Wayans is going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. they're they they are bringing in some phenomenal talent yeah. and some great shows. They'll have a good and, lineup, uh, and, and it's going to be. They're, uh, they're even it, remodeling that spot up too, and they're yeah, putting in some money in that. So it's going to look good. I, I, they, I think they're pretty close to uh, to opening because uh, I know they, they've got shows coming up in February, yeah. so we're not too far away from that, and. Uh, and the Helium Club, that brand is is known in some of the large communities, uh, larger cities around the country. Yeah. I know, okay. uh, I know my son who uh, moved out to Portland uh, to get involved in, in the comedy scene out there. Uh, he's, he goes over to uh, to Helium uh, quite often, and, okay. and 
if he's if he doesn't get on uh, in the on the open mics, uh, he's there kind of just watching and learning and growing from that. Yeah. And he's he's been able to get on on the uh, on stage at, at Helium a couple of times since he moved out there. And Good for him. So he's having a lot of fun out there. But he you know he's told me about how the the structure that they have and, and things, and and so I'm excited to see what that that structure and that environment yeah. brings to the Indianapolis uh, comedy market. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, more power to them. I'm glad they're going in. And yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll definitely be there for Williams. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. I always admired him. I've, I've been a comedy fan all my life. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I never imagined, neither one of us, I mean, when she first performed, it was something she would never do, you know, yeah. like almost a, like a dare mm. for her 50th birthday party. <laughs> yeah. So it started birthday. with a dare? Well, not really a dare. I just told everybody I'm going to go do something uh-huh. so far out of the box, none of you will ever guess what it is. And I'll videotape it and show it at my birthday party. Nice. So that's what I did. So it was either uh, I'm going to do uh, stand up comedy, uh, naked bungee jumping, <laughs> or uh, no. par- parachute. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Already took care of that, right? And I even showed it. I showed it on a video. It's like, uh, it's like, yeah, I, I took several things off my bucket list all at one time. It was uh, bungee jumping naked, yeah. drunk, doing comedy on the way yeah. down. Yeah, doing it, naked, and doing comedy all at the same time. Bungee jumping. Yeah, I'm really a... scared now because he's getting ready to turn 50 in a couple. Of weeks. <laughs> well, no, you can't do I, that. I'm hey, using uh, the first one. They we appreciate you. We appreciate you inviting us to come and uh, do the Pops and the Rican show here. Uh, please don't invite us to your birthday party because <laughs> you weren't on the list. <laughs> that's good. That's good. No, no, we, no, let me monster. say we're no very monster. excited for you guys to come here. Yeah. I don't and, have enough money to uh, pay for counseling after saying something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, want, I want to go back to uh, Jan when you you, uh, you decided to take some classes. Yeah. Where Where um, did you find classes and where did you take classes? At yeah. Ivy Tech and Bloomington offered. Okay. Uh, was it just stand-up writing, or was it all? Um, you actually got to take the class, and then at the end, you got to perform at the attic. Okay, so it um, seems like that's all the, yeah, that's the program how you do it. So is it like a six-week, eight-week program? I think or? it was six, six weeks. Six weeks. Um, okay. They had like a beginner and and an advanced. Now I think they only just offer one. Mm. You took both, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so do you, so you did mention earlier that you guys meet up to write. Yes. Do you like normally have other people, other comics come through, or where do you have? Is um, it here in the Pixie? Mm-hmm. It's here in the Pixie. I, um, yeah, we welcome everyone, and we've had some come. What time do you guys hang out? Uh, we usually start at seven here okay. at the Pixie every Tuesday. Um, we love the place, uh, except a, except for uh, when we show up. Right. Then they're like, oh, we're not going to do nah, that. Nah, not these guys. Right, right. Pops and Rick are here. Uh, no, we're not having writing tonight, people. Well, uh, after you leave, we're going to write. Okay. You guys are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Some tough material, hey, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got no, some great no. material about those idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well. We're no, we're, we're still young in the process of learning. I, on, yeah. on your tr- you also took improv, right? A couple mm-hmm. years of that. Yeah. And... And studied with for a little bit for what was his name? Peter Spellows. Spellows, voice mm-hmm. actor and, and actor. That's awesome. Uh-huh. You know, and, and there are some people out there that if if they all they do is stand up, they're like, well, 
it's all if it's not stand up, it's not real comedy. But I will tell you, uh, having done improv and some sketch, yeah. and Steve Steve's done more yeah. sketch yeah. than yeah. I have. Yeah. Uh, there is there is funny and there's comedy in a lot of different avenues. In fact, uh, I think the perfect blend for a variety show is to have some good solid stand up comedy. And then do some uh, a variety of some some improv games and have some fun with that, and then throw a, a really good well written sketch or two in there, uh, you know. So when when we talk about that, uh, well, I everybody's know, gonna have their opinion on it because number one, if you're not strong on something, you're definitely gonna say, "Oh, it sucks," or yeah. "Oh, that's not cool," or "I feel dumb doing it." And I get that because yeah. it's not your it's not yeah. your style or it's not something that you could you know. You thrive in, yeah. but those who like I've experienced a few people that I know that in sketch is just like it's just a blast, yeah. And to be able to make a whole room like I made three hundred people in in one little room just bust out in laughter. Right. It, there's a difference there. Okay, so what's the difference? The fact that I'm I'm not slanging jokes versus somebody who's just doing a sketch. The the whole bottom, the bottom line is the fact that you're making them laugh the and you're entertaining is- them. Right, you, you're going to be there to entertain. You're going to be there to to bring the laughs. Right. You right. want to give right. them the gift of laughter. Yeah. And, and and there are so many different ways to do that. In fact, uh, next week on the Pops and the Rican show, uh, we're, we've got uh, Gary, I have no clue Gary, going Gary Varvel. Yeah, okay. uh, you didn't know. Cartoonist, I, didn't, I didn't even know. Cartoonist extraordinaire <laughs> from. Uh, but he That's spent cool. he spent a number yeah. of years drawing mm-hmm. uh, cartoons, political cartoons, and. Uh, Opinion cartoons, or whatever, uh, for uh, the Indie Star. Yeah, I and, think he's amazing. And uh, he's he and then his kids are just crazy talented with movies and, and all kinds of stuff that they're doing. And but uh, Gary's going to be our guest, and I love his work as a cartoonist mm-hmm. and just how he can he can make you chuckle, make you laugh, make you smile with his cartoons. Mm-hmm. But he also can can poke people make them think a little bit with it and all at the same time doing yeah. it with that with that gift of a laugh so serious you know? question here um, are we like a sound check for Gary Barber no <laughs> no. no he's man he's not hearing this uh, feeling like an extra here's, I, here's here's how we here's how we book the shows we uh-huh. found uh, our, our our favorite best favorite uh, funny people uh-huh. and we said yeah. we'll have them on first so you guys see are, are before see well, Gary, Gary, Gary he's playing he's playing backup for you guys uh, <laughs> okay okay that's, yeah. well, that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna say right now anyway we I'd be happy to, to open for next, Gary anyway next week you know, when Gary's on I'll be like yeah we we tried to prime the pump and work a little bit in last week we had uh, happy place was there just kind of slinging stuff out yeah. right no and so. he's saying, no, why we, are these people sending me a thank you note? <laughs> <laughs> I got Jan Tatlock and the unsuccessful David Cross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other one. Yeah. Nah, man. No. What, what we like to do with Pops and Regan is the fact that we like to bring in everyone on every level to see exactly where they're at and how we can help them re- not only with just resources, but just to pick their brain and see where they're at and then uh, eventually have you back on the show later on to see how you evolved and see how things are going. Oh, I, I think it's just more <laughs> its just more to see, okay, where is everybody at and, and, and connect no, with everybody. No, don't get me wrong. I love what you guys are doing. And, it, and at the same time, there are going to be people that will listen to this episode uh-huh. and, uh, and they'll learn something. Yeah. And they'll say, well, I'm glad I listened to that because well, Dave, although if they watch the video, they'll be like, man, not only can Dave come up with some funny stuff, 
but he still rocks the mullet. And, and that, that takes that takes that takes, some, that takes some effort right there. Let me tell you. Uh, thanks, thanks good, pops. Right? Go to sleep again. Right, right. <laughs> Go to sleep. Go to sleep, Walter. So. No, no. Let me say, I, I really appreciate you guys having us on, and I've learned a lot from both of you. Yeah, I've seen you. both of you, and one thing we've done, you know, a lot of people donate their time and come here for charity shows, mm-hmm. and we drive and support their shows. So we've seen so many people in the indie scene or Bloomington scene, and we've seen them grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ray Hensley, he's, he's great. Yeah. He's, he's really coming along. Brett, Brent Chihun. Terhune, <laughs> if I can say it. I, he's amazing. I love his videos and stuff. And we've had them on the stage here, and it's kind of cool. neat. And, you know, we're known as a back, backwoods place that censors you if you say a couple words. Yeah. <laughs> but we've had <laughs> these people, and we watched them grow, and, and yeah. we're growing with them. I, you know, I'll be the first to admit I'm, I'm a hack. I, I write comedy, and I write songs and poetry and stuff. I keep writing because it gives me that perspective where I'm always looking for a punchline. Exactly. You know, That's and, it. and sometimes you know, I don't ever mean to offend anybody. It's just that mode that I'm in. Yeah. I would never purposely say something to hurt someone, but right. I've inadvertently done it. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, yeah. Well, Dave, I, I want to ask you this, because mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier when, when you first were telling us a little bit of your story mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you had found yourself kind of dealing with a bout of depression, mm-hmm. and by being nudged to come and, and host and get involved in doing comedy yeah. kind of help bring some perspective in and, and bring you yeah. uh, out of it. Um, I, and the reason I want to go back to that is there's so many times that I hear comics, comedians, talking about how uh, they, in their effort to do comedy, they find themselves getting depressed. And, and here your story is... Mm-hmm. You were dealing with depression, and, yeah. and comedy kind of helped bring you out of That's, the funk. Oh, it's, it's amazing what it's done for me. We, mm-hmm. We've actually, we've had the had the blessing, I guess, to go speak to college students about our story and stuff. And it, yeah. I mean, we don't get paid, but, <laughs> right, but we but speak to yeah. large groups of them. Well, and it's I'll, been really right. rewarding. I'll be the first to say uh, you're not getting paid to be on the Pops and the Regan show either. Dang it. How am I getting back? Right back? <laughs> I, I drove a long way, man. <laughs> but the good news is you should lead with that. The good news right. is you're going you're going back south to uh, Seymour. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. So okay, at least uh, bum a few cigarettes. This guy. This guy. <laughs> I don't smoke, I'm just teasing you. No, but I got to. No, but I I, I, I agree with what I find interesting is the fact that you saw comedy as a relief rather than it being a fear because you know because yeah. oh. standing in front of somebody or a, a crowd period is like the second scariest thing to do right is to public speaking so to he take that, himself on stage a few times yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's died on this stage many times that's where the ghosts the, come from the first scariest thing you, the second scariest thing is, is being in front of people doing comedy the first scariest thing is seeing Dave uh, do naked but bungee jumping there it is there it is that's the, that's the first that's scariest that's called a callback that's first scariest I believe thing. they're shut down now yeah, I think so you can't go to that place anymore I think you're going to be awfully lonely on your 50th birthday no seriously I, when we first started doing classes for uh, college students there were seven students and in a small classroom and we walked in and that's hard Mm -hmm. because they're in a classroom setting where they're not supposed to laugh or feel like they're not supposed to right right but after the show you know each one of them wrote a critique of our performance 
what was good and what was bad, and it was very rewarding. And now we get hundreds of kids and other teachers ask and us back. And they walk and out there come on, thanking that's us awesome. and telling that, us how much they enjoyed it. And yeah, it's really, yeah, I mean, it I'm, was, I'm cool with millennials for just like 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're great kids, they really are. I but, usually yeah. always open up, you know, I never thought I'd be speaking to a large group of college students unless it was ordered by a court of law. <laughs> and it goes down nice. from there, but no, they, they like us and, and we like them. It's, it's one of the things, in fact, uh, Rico could probably tell you which episode it was. I don't remember because I've slept twice since then. But on one of the episodes, we talked about uh, the power of laughter yes. and, and how, the, how, how much of a blessing it is for us to have the, the freedom to, to give laughter away. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, for you to be able to go in and talk about the benefits of comedy and what mm-hmm. it's, you know, how it's changed your world and... Yes. And, and, and to have that influence on some of these millennials in, in their classroom, mm. that's, that's a phenomenal gift that you're going and taking and sharing with them uh, to talk about what laughter has and, done and for you. And for me, it's not just you. something I'm giving to them. It's something I'm getting. You know, I, yeah. I describe to them how it changed my perspective on mm. everything. Like, mm. for instance, there, one joke I use when I talk to them is it really happened, you know, and, and I went into the Arby's, and here's my joke, I went to the Arby's the other day, you know, and there was a family of four right in front of me, ordering their beef and cheddars and all that stuff, and the sun was coming in at just the, just the wrong angle, it was blinding the whole family, and, you know, I stepped up, or I stepped over, and I blocked the sun for the whole family. You know, they didn't say thanks or anything, but I didn't need any thanks, because for a few minutes there, I was fat for a cause. <laughs> Everything that I just said there really happened, except my perspective at the end of it. Mm. You know, so yeah, I, I and I wouldn't have been looking for that perspective. I, I probably would have just felt bad for being fat. <laughs> but it, but looking for sharp punchlines has changed my yeah. perspective on life. Mm. And so now at night, yeah, it's you're, you're just yeah, fat. It's you're not you're not fat for a cause. Is that what you're saying? Well, then I go right, and I don't feel so bad. <laughs> <about it. laughs> you should try it. Dennis. <laughs> That's, that's too much like work. Uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. And mental work is the one that really hurts me. So one of the things that we, we've talked with other guests uh, here on the Pops and the Rican Show is uh, how, how, do you, how do you go about writing? What's, what's your structure or what, what's your system that you, you know, how do you go about writing? Do you, are, you a, are you a pen and paper writer yeah. or do you sit down with, uh, you know your computer and, and type things in. Uh, do you have a notebook that you carry with you all the time? I mean, what are some of the uh, things that you use to help you write? And then, uh, and then I want to hear Jan. I want to hear yeah. your approach uh, because uh, having seen both of you guys do mm-hmm. do your stuff, both very funny things. Yeah. But your uh, your approach and your delivery uh, of your comedy is. Uh, a lot different saner yeah. <laughs> and, and much more educated yeah more sane uh, educated and refined but very refined where Dave uh, no just but crazy stuff Dave uh, yeah. tell, tell us a little bit I mean, what's, what, what's your system for writing I, I am blessed because I have that perspective now where I'm looking for the humor in every situation I don't sit down and make myself write when I get in that mood I do jot everything down I do carry a notebook Okay. But a lot of times my best writing is done at my other job when I'm supposed to be doing something else. <laughs> but you know, but I, you know, I have the opportunity. 
I'm a security guard where I can actually say these things out loud, you know, and practice them. Mm. And then I bring them to Jan and we refine it and make sure that we put elbows on it and, you know, cut out anything unnecessary, which she's an amazing editor. Mm. Uh, a lot of times when you hear her refined jokes, she, she talks like a writer. She's working on that. You've gotten a lot better. But, <laughs> but, you know, and I use slang a lot and stuff and because it just sounds funny to me. I mean, I know... I've been able to recognize when slang is better and when it right. makes it a little sharper. That's interesting too. And but as far as writing, I, I do we do keep this um, appointment every Tuesday so that we don't lose it and don't push or you know push ourselves to write. And mm -hmm. we try to have something that we write new by the time we come back. Mm -hmm. And you notice the difference in our routine. She she does, she builds up a good routine. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of different routines mm -hmm. and. For me, it's because, you know, I, I'd like to help her build this thing, but what comedy can do for me, it's doing right now. And you mentioned improv. Improv in the games, I, I was against them at first, but they really sharpen your mind they and do. make you think on your feet like okay. I've seen you do on stage. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really beneficial. And when you get into that mode where you can see the funny and stuff, I jot it down and then I work on it and take out what needs to be taken out. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen the, the instructional videos and stuff with the word bubbles and I've tried that, but mm. usually I work around a very sharp, very huge punchline. Okay. Once I have that, then I set up the whole show. Mm. Okay. So, Jan, what's, what's your system or your approach for writing there? I don't have as much time as he has. Um, so if, if something strikes me funny, I'll text it to myself and then maybe like when we come in here on Tuesdays, then I'll work on building a routine around mm -hmm. it. Um, one, one big difference is I am very much introverted. He will tell jokes about himself mm. where some of my jokes might be about me. I will never tell you which ones are and which ones aren't, <laughs> uh, but a lot of them aren't. Um, I was telling him earlier, like Rodney Dangerfield, I mean, he's a genius, there's yeah. just quick wit, there's one-liners, yeah. yeah. but you know, in five like, minutes, in five <laughs> minutes, you uh, you learn that, you know, he's ugly, he's dumb, yeah, his wife hates him, you know, it, it's, I can't do that. If I walk mm -hmm. out on stage and you don't see my flaws, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that observant. Don't yeah, come to my good. show because yeah, I ain't telling good. you that stuff. That's yeah. right. If yeah. I don't... Sorry. I used to be just as introverted as she is mm. now. Mm. So I understand it. But it's it's hard breaking out of that. Mm. It um, is. I'm trying. I'm... Uh, I think one you great find... person told me one time, get over yourself. And, mm. you know, I'm really working on that. Mm. Well, I will say <laughs> that... Uh, <laughs> I have I've watched, uh, you know, watched you uh, a number of different times because uh, I've come to shows that you guys have hosted here and, and you do uh, a, you know a uh, feature set here at, at uh, Happy Place here at the Pixie Theater. See how I'm doing there? I'm throwing in the Pixie so everybody knows they bam, should, bam, they should be looking stuff. for the Pixie Theater downtown and Edinburgh, they should, and they should be looking for a Happy Place comedy yes. at the Pixie Theater. Yes, so I'm yes. throwing that in there. That's uh, good. It's a, it's a subtle plug for you guys. Uh, he has to make sure he's telling and, and everyone what he's actually you. thinking. Well, it's great. I, I, yeah, I do have to tell people that because uh, otherwise they'll just think, man, he's randomly just babbling again. Yeah. Uh, but I actually have. <laughs> I, 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 happy place. But it's not. <laughs> I, had, I had a purpose. Uh, 
I don't remember what we were talking <laughs> we were about, talking but about. I know I had a purpose for it. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I, I've, <laughs> I've watched your 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 routines, your your sets, and uh, you have more. You're you're a bit of a more of a, of a wordsmith in terms of uh, when you're taking people on on the journey mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of the setup and the punch. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you 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 really have done. Uh, a lot of thought and creative work to to kind of parse the words together in, in a in a nice package, where Dave, uh, which he tends to be <laughs> tends to be a little bit more like me. I'm a babbler also. <laughs> it's just hey, let's uh, let's just throw this out and and what happens happens and uh, uh, I can't. Nobody's ever said, "Wow, pops, he's he's quite the wordsmith." They, mm. They've never said that. Mm. So if you want to go ahead and say I know that he's so If you'd like to. You Moving are on. Quite the words, <laughs> Move along. This whole economy is amazing. <laughs> no, I, let, me, let me inject in here. Dennis, I've learned a lot from watching you mm. and, and from talking with you. And just like this. And, and you, you also. Yeah, right? definitely, definitely. Dave, Dave's got I'm a whole things. notebook. Let's, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> wow, where'd you learn all this? Oh, Pops. Man, that guy just—he gave me a whole notebook full of "Don't do that crap" because that guy's an idiot. Wow, thanks. Do I appreciate guys, that. Do you guys still? Are do you think you found your voice yet on the stage? No. Or are you still figuring that out? Um, I don't I'm in the know. Same as you man, I'm, I'm like right there. I think I'm there, but I'll yeah, tell you why you when she's voice? done. Why I think I, not. But. I'm trying to get more comfortable on stage. I my typical method is punchline, punchline, punchline. Mm. You know, take out all the unnecessary words, so you know, getting all the laughs. Yeah. Um, I my voice. I found more than I found my comfort. I want to be able to be more animated. Uh, okay. Be a little freer. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, uh, well, I was going to say have that. You, have you thought about cannabis before not. the show? I have. <laughs> Not only have I thought, I've thought about it. I thought, no, I thought about it. <laughs> Rico, you had something to say before, oh, I, th- before I took things off the rails? that in there, bro. Let's go off the rails here. Uh, here no, there, I've, I've seen your uh, stand-up, and, and I was going to say that I do see the confidence in, as far as the delivery, because the rhythm in your delivery is like really, it's, it's so encouraging. I have to, to memorize it because mm. I'm so old I can't see okay, notes. That was going to be my next question: is how do you memorize your set? Just go do over you, and over. Plus, okay, do plus you, you have okay. you know, one one joke sets up the next. And, okay, you know that helps. Well, see, that's interesting because a lot of well, that's that's the thing is the way I have I visualize now. I've learned how to visualize my jokes rather than mm-hmm. memorize, mm-hmm. Um, and I just visualize each piece that is important of that joke. And I, and I add characters and images, and, and I'm able to visualize what I want to say and what it's about, kind of mm-hmm. like the topic. Mm-hmm. And then it just the words kind of just work with me. I don't know why it works that way. That's it a just good seems way. like yeah, it just seems like I can do my setup and I can do my punch this way because I know mm-hmm. what it's about. Mm-hmm. And when um, you get them to visualize it with you, right? That's exactly. But that helps too. Yeah. Whenever you know you have. A solid fifteen minutes, and somebody only wants ten. So mm. you know, I can't have everything memorized exactly and do it mm. that way because then when I take pieces out, I'll mess it all up. Mm. So you know, visualizing it is is better yeah, for that we, too. We had talked about um, again. I don't know which episode. I think it was on um, with Ray, wasn't it? Mind mapping. 
It might have been a mind palace. Oh, uh, the mind yes, palace. Yes, I, I saw your episode. That was I heard your episode. Yeah, that was a. I mean, the, I just learned this, but it really opened my mind to uh, understanding how to memorize a lot of different things for, as far as my my uh, my bits. But he he forgot which episode it was in. And I look, yeah, see, I didn't that, I didn't not, make an image that's about the mind palace. <laughs> this, evidently, this guy. he and, hasn't perfected uh, it yet. Yeah, exactly. It's see, working. thank now, you. I'm learning. I will say I was impressed that he remembered uh, we that we talked about that because I'm like, no, we, we didn't <laughs> know. I thought I saw that on some Sherlock Holmes video. I what are we know. doing right now? <laughs> so, when I actually, why started, are we in a room? What's going on? We're in the room because. Uh, the ghosts invited us. We're in the, uh, the haunted. They're the ha- playing. Okay, there. so yeah, We're in the haunted mansion. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, went, I wanted to tell you. Or the drain know. when you want it. I mean, I was wanting to have it. You wanted to tell us what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Just, just when he asked if we've found our voice, and yeah. no, not yet. I mean, there's a lot more that I want to be able to do. You know, I'm. We've been at seven years. I, I want to yeah. learn how to be able to say what I want on stage and really give a message. Instead of mm. just instead of just making them laugh or, or you know looking for laugh breaks or, I you know it's not so much about I've seen comedians count laugh breaks and yeah. and say how they did without mentioning the audience at all or even getting into it with audience members I I've been all over and watched all kinds of shows good and bad and the masters truly I, you know whether it's um, talking to someone in the crowd you know yeah. or or just making up a bit on stage I. I one person I'm I'm really impressed with if I can do a plug, is yeah. B, is BT. He's he's amazing. I, I've seen several of his shows and the way he deals with the crowd and his physical aspects and his humor and everything. It's I'm truly a big fan of his. He's, he's amazing. Well, and I think uh, it, it goes back to having the the clear understanding of your purpose as a comedian mm-hmm. is to be funny. And to give the audience a reason to laugh, you're there to give them laughter. Right. The the comics that I that I I don't really care to hang out with very much are the ones that are like, well, last night I got a bunch of laughs, and I'm I'm doing this to get laughs, and it's it's like they, it's all about them, mm. and that's not their job. Their job isn't to get laughs. Their job is to give laughs. Mm. And I like when, that perspective, but when, yeah. when but, you really focus on, I'm going to do everything I can to give the opportunity for the audience to laugh. Um, then you can step aside from uh, the question of, you know, how strong is that bit? Uh, because some of the audience is going to love it, some of the audience may not. But at the end of the day, did you give? In your set, in your show, did you give everybody an opportunity to laugh? Did you give them that gift of laughter? And if you do that, then you're you're doing your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, to be funny, and it has to be about the audience. Well, that's what that's the thing about your point is the fact that what you're giving them has to be good. Yeah. Oh yeah. So even I mean even mm-hmm. even that's the that's the the challenge. Because I'm definitely going to go, I could have like these garbage jokes and I'm giving them something and they're not laughing. But the thing is, it's that process of getting to that point where, okay, what jokes actually work? Because I want to give them laughs, but if it's not working. As far as just discussing this, I I love your perspective and it was very well said, but that seems to me more of a Christian comedy kind of aspect where Mm. you 
do completely for the audience and not for you at all. Mm. Um, why can't why can't it be a happy mixture? Because when you're doing something for yourself too, they see it and feel it, and it does something for both of you. That's interesting. I don't wow. think that you can do it completely for the audience and not get it back. Even like if, like you said from a, a like a Christian comedy thing. Yeah. You know, you're gonna get a reward if you. And you're if the if perfect you're example. The you tend to think, well, it was a great crowd, and they just laughed at me because they were being generous or they or whatever. And mm-hmm. I've, I've seen over and over just getting huge laughs. Enjoy it yourself. And, and you know, I don't like to tell well, a joke unless I've laughed to laughed out loud writing it. Let me, let me clarify. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't laugh and you shouldn't enjoy doing it. Okay. okay. Uh, you should. Right. Because, right. And I say this all the time. If you're if you're going to be on a show that I'm producing, uh-huh. whether it's an open mic, uh, uh, is that an offer? showcase, or whatever, <laughs> I, I say take to, anything. I say to comics uh, tonight, I want you to get out there and have fun, uh-huh. because if you're having fun, the audience yes, is exactly, going to have fun. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying that you shouldn't go have fun. You should you should hate yourself while you're giving away the laughter. It's all about them. Right. No, right. But the focus isn't about. Uh, and I'm going to tell this joke because it's going to get me some laughs, and the audience is doing this for me. Right. They're going to they're going to respond to my jokes the way I want them to because it's all about I love me, I love me, I love myself, I love me, I love me. See my picture on the shelf. <laughs> I completely yeah. agree, but if, but, but if it's a journey you both take, it does something for all yeah, of you. And and, and yeah. that is true, mm-hmm. uh, and it, and it goes back to my business philosophy again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you might say, well, it sounds like a Christian viewpoint. I, well, that wasn't derogatory. No, was I, just... I know that. I, and I'm not, yeah. saying, I'm not yeah. saying you were like cutting me down. But, but uh, the bottom line is, uh, in, in business, and, and, and it, the Bible does talk about it, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, there, there are some things the Bible says that uh, anybody, if they would, would say, hey, I'm going to try that out and see if it works, even if mm-hmm. they don't believe as a Christian, they, they, it's still some good advice. And, and it's the, the giver's gain mm-hmm. approach. That when I come in and I give away laughter, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have I'm gonna get some laughs from it. I love that giver's um, gain. And when when I when I come in and I give an audience a reason to laugh and I give them my best, mm-hmm. and that goes back to to Rico. It comes back to your point of uh, you want to have high-quality stuff that you're giving them so they will laugh. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just get up there and give some... Garbage, you know, yeah. Knock, knock, who's yeah. there? You know, exactly. But you're, <laughs> you're, gonna you're, you're, gonna go, you're doing something to, to generate the laughs Especially for the audience, and you're doing, <laughs> you're doing it on that level. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it, when you come with that approach that I'm going to give the audience as much laughter and as much time to laugh as I can... Right. I'm going to get laughs out of that. I'm going to get enjoyment and fun out of that. Mm. But my purpose isn't because I want to come out of there. It's all about me. Right. It's right. I want to come in focused on I want to provide this to the audience. Mm-hmm. And in, in return, the audience and I are going to go on this fun journey. Yeah. And we're going to laugh together. Right. And, well, I completely agree with the and, way, you, know, way so, you stated that. Yeah. You know, because we do tend to focus on our audience here, yeah. you know, a lot and and almost completely sometimes, but what they've, what comedy has done for me, what they've already done for me, I want to give them something. I mean, yep. you know, I want to give them something I like and that they'll like. But we have mm-hmm. had comedians that get up on the stage and 
you even though their material is funny um it's more like okay i want you as the audience to see how clever i am and it comes across that way and then they wonder why didn't i get the laughs instead of you know this struck me as funny i want to share it with you you know well and one of the things that when i go to open mics or when i go to shows and and when a comic gets up and and they hit their punchline and they don't get the response they wanted mm-hmm. because they weren't they were telling the joke for themselves mm-hmm. and they didn't get the response that they wanted and then they stand there with oh i don't care what you idiots think that's funny i've, see, I've yeah. seen that very thing said. i want to get up mm-hmm. and just punch them in the throat but i do want to <laughs> say know? you know i've seen like that don't care about the audience at all and sometimes even get into it with the audience but since I've been watching and been a part of the scenes and stuff, a lot of comedians are like me. They're they're either depressed or crazy, <laughs> and a lot and they a need lot. something too, you yeah. know. And I think you could find a, a happy medium between being so self-serving or being a vessel. You have you find that place where you are enjoying it and the audience is enjoying it with you, and you all benefit. And and I, I givers gain. I love that. I firmly believe that when you go in. And you're thinking, okay, I'm going to take this because I think it's funny, uh-huh. and and I've done the work, I've prepared this bit, I've, yep. I've written it, I've edited it, I've I've, pri- I've tried it out. Now I'm going to give it out to the audience. I'm going to I'm going to lay it out here. I'm going to give it away as a gift to the audience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the ghost train's the coming. Ghost back. train, <laughs> it's back. I think we've just gotten so used to it. I'm sorry, when, I didn't mention that. <laughs> when uh, when you do that, then you do find the benefit of. The, the return of, of, of that joy, that laughter, mm-hmm. that helps you when you're you're dealing with mm-hmm. depression or you're dealing with anxiety yeah. or whatever. True. There is that medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, yeah. laughter is a great medicine. Uh, I will tell you though, there was people out there lying. They said uh, a good hearty belly laugh is is like uh, 20 minutes of exercise, and if that was the case. Uh, you should have I, rock solid abs. Bro. I would be. Yeah, yeah. You got one ab. That's Arnold, all you have. Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Uh, he would be like uh, uh, jealous of me because I would be like Superman. Yeah. I agree. That's that's as false as the line about women love a man with a sense of humor. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> They, they love them. I've got that. They love them from afar. They're like, hey, yeah. we, we love you over yeah, there. We love you and we'll miss we you too. You. We love you in a different uh-huh. state, in a different country. Please go far, far away. Right, right, right. There are some bad advice out there. But, no, so. but we've seen, I've seen bad advice. I've seen people, for mm-hmm. instance, a lot of times if I've written a, a fresh routine, it's still funny to me. And I yeah. want to deliver that punchline and I laugh at myself. I've had people that I respect tell me don't do that, and other people say do it all you want. You know, it's but it's subjective, isn't it? I yeah, mean, everybody that, has that. That part of you know, there there are comics out. You shouldn't laugh at your own stuff. No, if it's funny, well, you gotta laugh. Yeah, that's what it is. And you're yes, having yes. you're having fun giving that gift of laughter to the audience. Right, right. If if you're up there having a blast and they know it and you're being real, mm-hmm. it's. It, Going back to what we were talking about in terms of writing, one of the things that I, I try to teach is you should write the way you talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when you write the way you talk, you're, you're, it's com- you're, you're, writing, you're writing towards your voice. Sure. And it, gives, it makes you comfortable. But 
it really is you sharing you to that audience. Mm-hmm. And, what if know, I talk stupid? Well, then, then write stupid. <laughs> okay. it, it you know? No, it's worked okay so far. You're right. I, yeah, I was, mm-hmm. Fake it till I make it. Right? <laughs> so, and I heard that so many times, fake it till you make it. Hey, um, <laughs> as far as writing, yeah. I, I looked up the way George Carlin wrote, and I was very impressed. You know, how he writes mm-hmm. it and then transposes it to the computer, and it was... He, I've learned a lot from you know reading about him. I learned Steve Martin's master course online mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, just the thing, find what's unique to you and use it. You know, it's. I've heard that uh, Steve Martin's master class is mm-hmm. uh, is phenomenal. In fact, I, I've uh, I've read just a little bit of the stuff from from that class. Uh, there's another guy that uh, has the comedy college. Which I understand is phenomenal. I've heard of that? The heck you say? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. This is a what quick moment of shameless self-promotion. Dennis name dropping Tuli. You should check out Gunny's Comedy College. No, I'm just. Saying. No, I will be there. I, no, I will be there. Like I said, you know, when you find people that have risen to the top level of their craft yeah. uh-huh. and you can learn from them yes uh, George Carlin to me was the most brilliant comedy writer mm-hmm. that that I have experienced watching and seeing and, and hearing his work and that uh, it, it's a shame that we lost him yes. way too soon as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. Uh, because he he just had a brilliant mind for how he uh, had the command of the English language and used yes. words on purpose for a purpose. Yeah, and, I think it was a genius. Love, but uh, not just for his writing. I think he got to a level where he could say what he wanted to and mean it. Yeah. you know, and truly get out a message with everything he did and be entertaining at the same time. That's the voice I'd love to have mm. someday. And see, my problem is I say what comes on my mind, but it doesn't always come off funny. And uh, it just sounds like I'm an old grumpy old man. <laughs> well, and and that's why that's why the Recon hangs out with me because uh, it, it was court it's order. Free parking. It was court order. <laughs> I've and, seen him helping you. He, he, he likes he likes the handicap parking spots. No. Oh, you can get me closer. I'll uh, hide with you. Yeah, bro. All kidding aside, I I look forward to your college, and I think everyone that listening fun. should take it. I mean, just talking to you I've learned so much and, and talking to other people who have been in it the length of time you have like I, I'm going to do another name drop here yeah. but Bob Strasma has helped us from the beginning mm-hmm. and we, we wouldn't have gone anywhere without him mm-hmm. he, he had really helped us with our, our shows That's awesome. too mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. our very first show wasn't he the only comedian who didn't cancel on us yes <laughs> Well, no, no, was, him and uh, Gino Cero, if I'm saying that last name right. No, I'm talking about in the Boys and Girls Club. Did Bob come there? Our very first show, let me talk about that. You asked yeah, about a ahead. bad experience. Yeah. <laughs> the first show we put together was at a Boys and Girls Club, mm. and it was for our Relay for Life team for the American Cancer Society. And we had to do it in a gymnasium that had no air conditioning. We had, what, 12 people there? Mostly I, friends and family. I think. Mm-hmm. And every comedian that told me they were coming canceled, mm-hmm. except one guy that kept driving around and calling me at the time, telling me the whole time that he'd be there. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for Jan and, and our friend 
which she came a little late too, but Poor if it wasn't for them, we would have no comedian. It was just me telling jokes most of the time. Wow. But um, the thing was so hot, we had to use these big fans in back, so it drowned out our little karaoke machine, so no one could really hear <laughs> us. fans. And, and we had to give away our concessions free because everyone was so hot. But, yeah. But then, you know, at, at that time, we'd wondered, you know, we thought maybe this isn't going to work. Mm. But then our friend found this place, and we love it. And it's just grown from it, there. It's, yeah. It's definitely grown. It couldn't have gone in any other way. That's cool. <laughs> right, couldn't right. Have. So do you bring your fan club over with you then? Uh, um, we, the, when more important people are here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's, this is never going to be aired. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, yeah. hope you have a good session with Barb. <laughs> Did I mention uh, next week we have Gary Barbell on? Yes, yeah. uh, I'm a big fan. And, uh, hopefully we can get him to draw cartoons of, uh, of Dave uh, being flushed down the toilet. <laughs> Can't do worse. Any caricature Dude. is going to be better than my right. <laughs> You you managed to hurt both my feelings. Uh, Did I? Tell, I'm sorry. No, I'm just all he has. No, I'm very excited to no. be here. I, I'm glad that you know, you guys learning from us really helps us learn from you, and and I respect so your amazing. experience and yeah, thank you. and your knowledge. Thank yeah, you. both of you. Yeah, we've learned a lot. I think we're gonna come together on a couple of things in the future. I'm looking. I'm very excited to. Yeah. And really do want to do the college when you get that. Well, and uh, let me let me just say this: uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you're you're watching uh, the video of the podcast, mm -hmm. uh, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, one of the things I've never really learned is how to kiss up. <laughs> this is the that, episode. Look at how he just this is the you right episode. back in the face after like this is the episode. Dave can just like he's like no, really seriously. I mean, Walter. you guys are uh, Walter. He thinks, he thinks that's an insult. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go warm your car up for you, man. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I, I I say this in in the utmost of sincerity. Yeah. Uh, Dave Dave is a very kind, generous person, uh, and and is grateful. Yeah. Uh, for the people in his life that invest in him, and because yes. of that, you and Jan have have turned around, yeah. and you're investing in. Uh, in the, in a community uh, here in Edinburgh, but yeah. also raising money for uh, great causes, uh, the American Cancer Society, yeah. uh, Cheer Fund, Love Chapel, yeah. the so many uh, yeah. so many charities that they are they have done their part to raise money for, and, and so yeah. kudos to you guys for taking yeah. the gift of laughter yes. and generating more from the laughter to turn it into uh, dollar bills that uh, these charities yeah. can use to to do their mission. Yeah. So. And it's, uh, the audiences have been very generous. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I got to say that. So has Dave Dugan. I'll do another name drop. Cool. Dave yeah. has become my friend now and has helped us out immensely he, a couple yeah, of times. Really helped you get a chance to see him. He's amazing. Dave is the, he's a consummate professional. Uh, he, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Should you get him on the show? Well, I, I'm working on that. Uh, uh -huh. I, I've, I've thrown it out there to him. He's like, yes, I want to do that. We just have to find the time where we can actually make it happen. Cool. And, right. Uh, but cool. Dave, uh, and he will. He did uh, for us. Dave Dugan and Dave Wilson both uh, have said they want to be on the show eventually, but we haven't. You know, old people. Uh, yeah. That's between between them and and me, uh, it's really hard to get stuff scheduled when you got people's nap times to get into. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But I'm glad you're instructing us because someone needs to take over. You're getting a little up in age. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You need to take over, bro. You need a legacy. It's going to happen. Hand it over, man. 
Get it on. Let it go. <laughs> that's it with Janet. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's all uh, now. That's the end of this episode. Of <laughs> no, I'm excited. This is actually it's actually our first podcast, and it couldn't happen with two better people. Oh, thank you. Thank that's you guys. And I'm not sucking off. It's all good. It, it I'm could. at the theater. I can do my own. Theoretically, it could happen with better people. You just don't know better people. That's right, right. That. True. Okay. Before we end this podcast, we got to talk about. The Haunted Pixie Theater. Come on, bro. The Haunted Pixie Theater. And I told Dave, I said, I love talking about that because of your reaction. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's so fascinating. I wanted to be skeptical. I I still want to be, Mm -hmm. but it's just been, there's too much has happened. (laughs) It's been too blatant. Actually, uh, the most most haunted place. right That room right there. So we're in the room. We're well, right, we're, right we're, we're in the side room. Right by. We're in the setting room, where, off of where it happens. The spook room. That's the and, room and where the, the guy got the room. phone yeah. and the glasses knocked out of his hand. Yeah, yeah they were doing a ghost hunt for Channel Six. And he, this was this right was the room, right? right there. Yeah. And that organ right there is what Dave tapped on the other day and talked about the ghost. Wait, wait, wait! You said the other day. The ceiling band. Yeah, not very long. Just ago. recent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so you tapped. Wait, where did you tap? Where did you tap? See the big we organ were talking right. yeah. about yeah. that room being the most haunted. Yeah. And he said, I don't know why. And he tapped on the organ, and yeah. the ceiling fan just stopped. stopped. Didn't Both slow down like they typically it do when you turn them off. It just stopped um, until we turned it, walked over to the other side, and turned it off and back on. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, there's just so many stories. I remain a skeptic, <laughs> but this place has been creepy. And there are some, there are some actual. Pictures. Picture, <laughs> yeah. That, that I'm, so they were that I'm not allowed caught? to put out. Too I know, much okay, okay, okay. You know. That's all good. Wow. Well, the thing, the thing that I uh, like about uh, the, the building having this character, yeah, is yeah, you hear stories and, and people like, oh, I'm pretty sure that place is haunted, and, and it's just because it's an old place and it looks a little bit, yeah. But then. You get stories of people that have, you know, they've, they've been in a building and, you know, they they go out of a room and the door's closed and mm-hmm. then they come back in a little bit later and the door's open and you're the only people there Dang, and you, you know, you didn't know. Definitely it's like happened. you're kind of like, wait a so minute. We're talking about the key yeah. and the crumpled up stuff. And yeah. That well, actually, key. the door didn't just open and close, it slammed. It oh, slammed, on. yeah. I'll show you on the way out. Okay, the great. Door. <laughs> it's kind of interesting what they did to it. I had already made two trips up, up here carrying things through that hallway right there. Um, and the third time when I got to the top of the stairs, yeah. I heard that loud bang. And uh, Okay, it's about 3 in the morning. I'm here by myself. Right <laughs> shouldn't hear that noise. Just, just for your sake, uh, Rico, and, and for the people watching on the video. Tell me, Walter. Um... The, the stairway to the attic is right behind. Right behind. Right. It's right over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was behind the, the mirror? door, actually. Yeah, on the other side of the mirror. If you just walk through the mirror, you're going to be up on the steps dude, going dude, into dude. the... No. Just, oh, not another It one. really is right <laughs> over there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but it, so, okay, so this I, attic... Okay, so... Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, so I know a, he's going to be like... There's an oh, attic... The attic. There's an attic, and that's where some of the stuff goes on that they caught... Just the door... Oh, slamming. Okay. Yeah. Um, now the it's just loose hinges. The paper man. ghost that we had hanging, um, 
we were that was down in the, the theater. Mm. Uh, we were we were watching it because it just seemed to be moving more than it should be. Mm. Um, but then I walked over and stood right underneath and I said, "Okay, show me what you got." And it just started. You called them out. It you started going out? so fast that it was billowing up, and I mean it. Oh yeah, you didn't tell them about the ritual we did right yellow. here in this room. But uh, <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I, I wasn't there when that happened, Jan. But I'm pretty sure uh, it started moving like that because uh, Dave passed gas. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> but I've been, but I've been continuously passing gas. Yeah, and yeah that was nothing new. <laughs> so that these ladies, that. yeah, we're that. used to that around here. These pictures of these ladies have any kind of connection? Not or, that I know of. Or like that picture of this, these people at the, on the beach? Uh, we may find out before well, we is, leave tonight. This is actually a memorial. This is the memorial room, isn't it? This is, yeah, kind of a memorial yeah. room. We had a contest one time. We had a comedian on stage, and he said something about ghosts. And the lights went off for several seconds. Come spotlights. on. They've never done that before. Come on. And then came back on. And it was in front of all kinds of people. Yeah, he even said... Even well, so, I, guess I guess the ghost, the ghost didn't, didn't like that. that. Mm-hmm. He's a very good local comedian, but I won't. Well, okay, well, that's a, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> well, I think it's time, my friend. Wouldn't be so bad. Right. But from what I understand, uh, the ghosts are uh, are younger than I am. This guy. And, and that's, that's... Everyone I've seen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, it's been... Uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing yeah, you, Dennis. Man. Thank you. <laughs> and it's been real. <laughs> Thank you. It has been real fun. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So, thanks, thanks for letting us come into yes. the Pixie. and yes. uh, have some fun. Yeah, this, is, this is a great room. And, great place. Uh, in, in all sincerity, uh, we hope that uh, people will hear about Happy Place. They'll do some checking around mm-hmm. on Facebook or... Uh, uh, the the interwebs, uh, what, what they have uh, various places yeah. that you can find anywhere out you can like mobile or yeah, inter- just, interwebs. Happy in place internet. comedy. Um, we love doing charity work. We 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 haven't gotten rich, but we've been able to buy our own equipment. So if someone wants to do a charity show, we'd be happy to support it. Cool. And we do care about the charities, especially the cancer society. We lost our dad, and both my sisters are survivors. Mm. So we do care about the charity, and uh, we try to treat treat the audience as best we can and we look forward to, to bigger and better shows and some stuff with you guys i'm, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it. awesome all right thank yeah, you guys thank you thank you it's nice he said that uh, bigger and better and, and then some stuff with you guys. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're us. we're your b-roll for varvel so you can be our b-roll for the big artists <laughs> well, thanks guys thanks. appreciate it thanks for letting us uh kind of come in and experience the uh the theater they and all we of these love great, the old theater uh, yeah the great yeah, space I, I, here yeah i would uh, like to say before you know experience in the theater they, a lot of people have weddings here and receptions. It's a beautiful place up here. Yeah. And it's a there's so many rooms for everything and, and should just come and take a tour and see if you'd like to have something here because they're they're really turning this thing around and, and we love the place. It's fun. So yeah. so, so okay. if, if you're looking for a venue to hold an event, yeah. come check out the Pixie Theater. It's fun. If you're looking for a, a, a great old theater that that shows uh, movies and and has mm-hmm. different shows and and check yeah. out the Pixie Theater. If you're looking for uh, some great comedy, check out Happy Place Comedy at the Pixie Theater. Yeah. Yes, people. Yeah, head, right. uh, head, over to, head over to Edinburgh. Uh, we'll make you laugh. And, yeah. and it's, it's a great place. And this theater is, is just an amazing place. Yes, it and, is. And 
you will you will just be in awe of uh, the cool uh, antiques and, yep. and everything that it's, they have it's in this cool. place. It's just a great great place. Yeah. And uh, to to you, uh, brother and sister uh, team uh, extraordinaire, mm. thanks for letting us. <laughs> yes. Thanks for letting us come in and learn a little bit about your comedy story. Yeah. And we hope the best for you. Yeah. And. Uh, let us know when you got shows coming up. We'll mention it on the Pops and the Rican show. Uh, and and that and uh, $28 will get you a cup of coffee. At Boom. Got you. Okay. So, well, thank thanks. you guys so much thank for letting you us for be on your you podcast. For us and, thanks and so much. for letting uh, us talk to you guys. Yeah, definitely. And this is, uh, this is the Pops and the Rican show. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm Pops. And, and I'm the Rican. And uh, so. So long. We'll see you next week uh, with, uh, with Gary Varvel. Yep. Yeah. Pops in the Rican. Pops in the Rican. Pops in the Rican. The Pops in the Rican. Look at this dude. The Pops in the Rican. Pops in the Rican. Look at the top of his head! <laughs> Look at his lips! <laughs>